So the first thing I tell people is let's be realistic in picking something that you can stay consistent with. So whether that is 10 to 20 minutes per day of exercise, or if you already have an exercise program, how can you increase the time just a little bit? But consistency is the first piece. Welcome to Political Contessa. I'm Jennifer Nassor, and this show is here to support your interests in center-right politics, policy, and breaking news. Listen in and discover how to awaken your inner ideal candidate. And if you're ready, how you can jump in and change the world as a runner or a supporter. Welcome to Political Contessa. If you or a friend have ever considered running or you know a woman who should, I've got something just for you. My quick guide called Secrets from the Campaign Trail. It will show you five signs to tell you you're ready to enter the political arena. To get these tips and learn about all new podcast episodes and ways to get involved, head over to politicalcontessa.com. So today I'm going to talk to my friend, Anne-Marie DiGiralmo. She is the owner and founder of Tonacity Fitness. It's tonacityfitness.com for you. So that way you can get involved and start working out pre-holidays, post-holidays, whenever it is that it's going to fit into your schedule. I can tell you she is an amazing trainer, amazing friend, but also for as anyone who's ever seen a trainer before, especially in one-on-ones, they're like therapists. (laughs) They're like your own personal therapist that you could tell anything to. And so it's, you know, it's nice to know someone like that, but also someone who could figure out your body and figure out the issues that you have with your body. Even though this is normally a political podcast, you know, there are times that we need to realize that we're all the same and working out is a great equalizer and it is a way to to meet other people and to unwind and to just be at peace with yourself and and find a moment to de-stress without honking at people and yelling at people, getting crazed with the ridiculousness, especially again around the holidays when it seems like everyone's stress levels are high. I'm so happy to have you here today, Amory, on this episode of Political Contessa. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I want to just kind of jump right into it. You and I, in addition to being friends for a very, very, very long time, you have been training me in Pilates for years. And up until March of 2020, we used to have a little girl time a couple of times a week where you'd come over to my house and train me and make sure that my whole body was aligned and that I wasn't doing anything funky to myself and fix my foot issues and everything else that I had. And then freaking COVID hit and I went from working out with you and Spencer and being at the gym and going to classes to living in Florida with my, with my kids by myself and was able to scrounge up some five pound weights at Target one day. So 
clearly my model of exercising change and clearly your model, which was going to people's homes and having people come to your home change for that period of time. You know, what did you, what did you see happen in March of 2020 until everything started opening up later, you know, that spring and summer? So absolutely. It was a huge shift for all of us. I was fortunate enough to have done some online sessions prior to the start of COVID. So for me, the pivot was not that great. I already had that skill set of coaching people online. And so I was able to pivot quickly. And the majority, I would say over 90% of my clients transitioned to the online format and they were still able to maintain their health and fitness. But I know for many people that was not the case. And we are seeing large fallout as a result of that now, as people are trying to figure out and navigate ways to get their strength and health back. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think one of the funny things I always hear from people is, you know, again, the COVID-19 and, you know, that was something that I tried really hard not to have happen, you know, and you, you were, you were there virtually with me every step of the way. So, I mean, do you, did you see that people stopped working out for a period of time? Did you see that people's bodies changed? Um, you know, and, and, and with that, of course, I mean, I know for me, if I don't feel good, then definitely takes a mental toll. You know, I start getting kind of like, whether you get tired or you get depressed or whatever it is, what, what did you see come out of that? So fortunately for me, I'm a small business and the, actually, I would say all of my clients actually saw improvement and many of them felt healthier and stronger and were able to stay on track with their eating. So for the people that I was seeing on a daily and weekly basis, many of them were very surprised at results that they could achieve just from working out in their house. Now, again, prior to COVID, I was going to a few people's homes. So those people nothing really changed other than we were on a computer screen. They had already had home gyms, but for people that were coming to me, they were pleasantly surprised at the progress they could make, the strength that they could make and the mental health strategies for stress that I was still able to help them with the, I would say that was the biggest shift for me. I had to help people learn different strategies and tools for the mental health piece, because we weren't seeing other people. We weren't getting outside as much as we normally would. And that definitely took a toll on people's mental health. So that that's the biggest thing I would say that I'm seeing now. And I think it's just many of those people didn't have the tools to use and find other ways to get through this. Yeah, I definitely, I I mean, I was fortunate enough to kind of take off and go away with my kids and it was warm and, you know, we were able to bike and run and, and walk every day, which made a remarkable difference. But I know for everyone else that was in the Northeast or, you know, anyone who is in a colder climate, 
um, you know, not seeing people and not doing the things that they normally did, you know, when Jim shut down and, and everything else, it was totally different. So, uh, so have you had to change your business model at all? I mean, what are you, what are you most focused on now that you have this online presence and you're building a new business out? What are you finding are the trends with people and how how it's different now in this post-COVID world with working out? What are people trying to achieve? What are you looking to help folks with most of all? So my business model has changed. I am a big proponent of looking at the situation, what's happening. Okay, now what can I do to adjust? And so my business is primarily online now. I have an online program that I have built. I am passionate about helping women keep their bodies healthy and moving. And what I have noticed is of course, stress sits in the body. And so just finding other ways, because sometimes that can show up as pain or the old injuries are starting to be highlighted again. And so now that my business model has shifted to online, I actually have a greater opportunity to help people. And there's a bit of a hybrid model where there's online information, as well as me helping the, my client figure out ways that are going to work best for them. Whereas the previous model was a lot of me just telling people what to do. Now there's more of a give and take. It's, it has been fabulous in the sense that it's given people an opportunity to take ownership of their health. I think COVID has highlighted the importance of taking ownership of your health and the importance of exercising and moving your body. And so just having the knowledge of what that looks like and how that can change if you're still not comfortable in going into the, to the gyms. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know for me, and we've talked about this before. I mean, I used to go into a gym and go take classes, whether it was Soul Cycle or take a bar class or whatever. And now I refuse to go if I have to wear a mask because I, it's like, you know, the whole purpose of me working out is so I can't breathe. <laughs> and sucking in a mask just feels to me like I'm torturing myself. And I'd just rather torture myself at home, you know, having working out online. So, I think, you know, your business model is so interesting because you started it kind of before COVID, you were able to do the online stuff. And so you were able to seamlessly work that in during the whole shutdown. So do you see an uptick in people who are interested in working out with you online? Or do you have people who are now coming back to your home to work out into your studio or that you're going back to their houses? So I have, I'm seeing a variety. I believe online, the online business and the online business model is a fabulous one. And I'm also seeing that not everybody is comfortable with that. And so to start where the, wherever the person is, my goal is to help people move, move more, move in efficient ways and just 
exercise so that it enhances their life. And so whatever that looks like for them is where I begin. So I have more people willing to try the online model, but I do have people that feel comfortable to come back to my house. Absolutely. So I'm seeing a combination. And I do think it's dependent on where you live in the country. Absolutely. So I have friends that are fitness instructors all over the country and the models drastically different depending on where they live. Yeah, sure. But I mean, if you live in Arizona or California, you can work out outside too, which, you know, in the Northeast, not, not as much of that, especially come this time of year. So in, in your, in what you have seen, I guess, you know, I know that my own body has changed and I'm not going to say it's because I got older in the past 20 months, uh, because of course that didn't happen. I mean, we're all reversing in age, but I mean, you know, your body changes and you think, well, is it that I'm not working out the same way or is it the stress? I mean, you know, going back to what you had said about stress, like, I think that that's in what, well, I mean, I guess there are two things I think of, is it people's bodies are changing because of the level of stress or people's bodies changing because they're stuck at home. I mean, I know, you know, we live in an area where people are still kind of, even though you couldn't tell from the traffic, but people are still kind of hesitant to go back into the office. Or even if they are back in the office, it seems to be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Monday, Friday, working from home. So you have a lot more people who aren't walking out and going outside and getting lunch, they're home or they're not walking around the office to someone else's office space or cubicle, and they're not walking up and down in a building. Have you seen people's bodies change because they're they're sitting a lot more in their homes or is it stress levels of, you know, now because there's, there's Zoom work, right? Like I know for myself, I could start working at seven o'clock in the morning and work until seven o'clock at night and never leave my house. So, you know, do you see a lot more people who are sitting down, who are frustrated? Is it stress? Is it depression? Is it just, you know, time has gone by? What are, what are you seeing kind of the effects of people now being at home, even if they are working out? So I think it's a combination of all of those things. Stress absolutely sits in the body. The hormone levels change and that you do gain weight. So if you're, if you have high levels of cortisol, it is going to change the way your muscles are responding. It's going to change the way that your body is handling things. And so the best way to help counter that is to move. And we're not getting out as much. We are sitting in front of computers all day long. So it is a combination. Now, that is one thing that I've helped all my clients manage during the pandemic, which is why many of them feel better than they did before. And they all saw progress throughout the pandemic. A lot of it comes down to habits and trying to shift the habits and having strategies to help you recognize that. So yes, 
sitting at a computer all day for people that have not been working out, there is a lot of fallout that's happening in the body. So especially through the hips and I'm seeing a lot of low back pain or I'm seeing people that have had incontinence or I call it leaking in the past, that's starting to come back. The way the core is supporting the spine, those issues are starting to just anything that was happening in their bodies prior, that's really has started to elevate. So the, the stress levels change the way that you breathe. It, it really has a really compound effect in the body, but yes, not getting up, not walking around, not going outside, going the ease in which we can go from our bedrooms to our computers sit all day, the kitchen is right there, coming back to our computers. It just, it really has made it more challenging, especially for people that have a struggle in moving prior. That's, that's fascinating. I mean, I definitely, I laugh all the time and I say, you know, I, I sometimes feel like I'm the new version of a mullet like I'm business on top and party on the bottom, right? And it's like I'm in my leggings because I go from working out to being on a Zoom to taking a quick shower to like back in <laughs> leggings or sweatpants. And then I go to put on jeans and I'm like, okay, the same jeans. Did I gain weight or is it just that I'm so used to wearing comfortable clothes now that when you do put on something that you wore 20 months ago, you know, you have to think to yourself, okay, well, they still button, but I mean, for some reason they just feel different. I think it's, you know, for a lot of us who did keep working out, it's just the, you know, we're not, we're not dressing up anymore. So, I mean, as a Pilates instructor, what are the things that people can do Two, if you if you if you're someone who hasn't been working out, right? You might have worked out previously before COVID because you were dropping kids off at school or you yourself were in college and you were running around and the gym was accessible to you. But now you're working from home and life changed a little bit. Maybe your local gym. I know, you know, we we see gym chain up here that closed down. You know, you see gyms that have closed down. And you're not working out or you haven't worked out or you now are your workout was walking to your office from from the subway or the train. And now you're not doing that anymore or walking around the block when you had a lunch break and now you're not doing that anymore. What what are some things in your Pilates expertise that people can do at home to take care of their bodies and to start working out again? Number one, but number two, you mentioned something super interesting that, you know, for anyone who has had a kid, one or 10, it doesn't matter, but the, the leaking thing, sorry, if you're a guy and listening to this and, or, or you're 25 <laughs> and you're listening to this, it's, it's a thing, right? I mean, you know, as you, as after you have kids and you try to do a jumping jack, <laughs> so, so what are your, what are your expert tips for one, getting back into or starting an exercise regime. And then two, for those things that kind of, you know, happen as, you know, if, if you haven't been working out, right, then those are, are serious. Those are things that do happen. Yeah. So the first thing is we have to move our bodies. That's, there's, that's the 
basics. So you have to move your arms, you have to move your legs, you have to breathe. You have to start to pay attention to your body because if you're having any symptoms, whether that be pain or leaking or just anything that feels out of the ordinary, that's an opportunity for you to check in with yourself and start to explore in another way. In terms of sitting at a desk, the biggest things that I try to remind people are very basic level, set a timer every hour to check in with your posture, to check in with your breathing, to check in with your arms. Just reaching your arms overhead can give so much benefit for that upper back and mid-back, those mid-back muscles. And then it can counter all that forward rounded posture that we get through the chest. So that's very basic that every single person can do. (laughs) I know what you're talking about and checking in with your breathing because you have told me a million times about this. And it's funny because I'll wear my Apple watch and sorry, giving like a free plug to them, but I'm wearing my watch and it tells me I need to breathe. And I hear you in my head as I'm driving the car and I'm not breathing. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I should probably take a breath. And so can you, can you just like go through the whole breathing thing? What, what do you mean by checking in with your breath? Like raising arms overhead, everyone gets right. But what is the whole breathing thing? And and what is that about? Okay. So the breathing that's fundamental for everything. So our deep abdominal muscles, one of the functions is the expiration. So getting the air out of our body. And that also provides tremendous support for our spines. Anatomically speaking, there's a muscle that sits at the bottom of your rib cage. So deep inside your body, it's called the diaphragm and it's the breathing muscle and, or it's one of the breathing muscles. And when we get stressed or if we have tightness in our upper back or our shoulders, that diaphragm can stop moving. It starts to tighten up. And then there's going to be follow. You're going to start to notice your low back pain. So just simply starting to think about taking deep breaths and getting that diaphragm and the ribcage to actually move will make a big impact. So when we're stressed, we tend to hold our breath. We tend to breathe very shallow. So that's the quick, kind of quick inhale, almost no exhale. And that will have an effect on every single part of our bodies, including our pelvic floors. So um, just, I love the Apple watch because it is a great reminder every time that breathe sign comes on to just stop and you can inhale, count for four seconds or five seconds, pause for a bit, and then exhale for the same amount. That's just a basic way to get going just to start to pay attention. Are you breathing or are you holding your breath? So it starts with the awareness piece. So that's an excellent place to begin. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's funny because when you mention it, I'm thinking, okay, every once in a while I have your, you know, I have you in my head, but 
watch does remind me. And as you're talking, I'm like, oh, yeah, I should probably take some breaths right now. But, you know, it's like because we all just think that we're breathing, right? Like, I mean, we're, we're humans. But that's what happens. We breathe. But you are not breathing deeply, right? You're mostly just in and out to get through life. But there is something to be said for that. So that's actually really cool. So thank you for yes. explaining. Um, and then what's the whole pelvic floor thing? So the pelvic floor thing is connected to the diaphragm. And so when the diaphragm doesn't move as well, that's going to have effect on the pelvic floor. And then to your point, after we have kids, that pelvic floor has expanded a lot and we have to get those muscles working again and get the coordination of the breath going again. And what's interesting is this is actually a pretty common problem for many people, even young people before they've had kids. So it can be common even in teenagers, which is surprising. But just starting to begin with that breathing piece is huge. And if you are leaking, many people think that it is just a symptom of getting older or a symptom of having kids. And it's something that they have to just learn to live with. And that's absolutely not the case. And if it is something that you are dealing with, know that it is possible to change that with the right strength training program. And so that's at any age, whether you are teenager or senior, you know, up into your seventies or eighties there, it's, it's possible to uh, change that based on how your muscles are working. And the that's function. awesome. So is that one of the things in your training program that you try to help folks with? So absolutely. It is one of the things that I help women with. So it's interesting because it's something that I never have talked about before. And as I began talking about it, it I realized how common it is and how many people have this going on in their daily lives. And just going back to improving the function of your body, improving the function of your muscles and how they work, it will change everything. So whether that's leaking or back pain or pain throughout the rest of your body. And what I noticed is my approach to the body, people were, as I started be talking about leaking, people said to me, oh, you know what? It's funny. I used to have leaking. I never told you, but now that I think about it, it's just gone. And so that's when I realized this is something that I should start to talk about and let other people know that that's actually something that you can change with the right exercise program. I, I think that's really cool. I think that that's definitely a benefit. I mean, you know, I think people work out for different reasons, you know, whether it's that you just want to look really good or, you know, for me, it's just mentally, I can't even imagine my, my Sicilian Syrian hot tempered needs to work out so that way I could get all of the frustrations out. But the, I think, you know, the benefits of it, right. And, and especially the Pilates programs that you can design for people and for individuals 
are pretty amazing having those benefits. Like I said, being remembering to breathe, right? Which takes your stress level from being like very shallow and and your stress level from being really high with a shallow breathing to like, huh, oh, I need like 30 seconds to take a breath, right? <laughs> like that that helps. And you know, I think the pelvic floor exercises and all of that are so good for everyone. So so I guess, you know, at at the end, you know, where where you see your business taking off and going now. I mean, clearly, you know, like you now have a different model. You now have been doing a lot more research. You've had more time over COVID to see, you know, how people have changed and they've changed their workouts and they have stuck with you and they've, you know, now everyone is kind of in a routine. But as you're building your business out, what other things do you do you want, you know, for someone to know about you and your business. And also, if, you know, if someone wants to connect with you and they, they live in Nebraska, you know, clearly they can't run over to your house or to your studio and work out with you, but how can someone connect with you? So the name of my business is Tonacity Fitness. And I have a website, tonacityfitness.com, and it's spelled T-O-N-A-C-I-T-Y, fitness.com, all one word. The fabulous thing now that I do have some online programs, whether you live in Nebraska, California, I've had somebody from Alabama join my program. It is designed to work with your schedule, wherever you are, and whatever your starting point is. And the message that I want to keep spreading is that your body can always change. Exercise is a massive piece and really the biggest piece to creating that change And no matter where your body is starting, there's always opportunity for you to get stronger, have more flexibility. And whether you're looking to look different in your clothes, whether that's a flatter stomach or just looking to feel better, I think that's the fabulous thing about exercise. It really will help all of those things. And as you improve the function, of your body, the muscles are going to change. Everything's going to look different and feel different so that as you get older, you're not having to give up exercise. You're not having to give up the activities that bring you joy, but it's exercise should really enhance and improve your quality of life rather than take, have you take things away. So that's what I want to keep spreading. I want to spread that word to people. I think that's awesome, especially with the fact that Christmas is coming up. And, you know, it seems like, you know, when when I was going into the gym, you know, the first week in January is always packed, right? It's like you can't you can't move around. Everyone's there. And then by the first week in February, it tails off. So, <laughs> I mean, are there are there any tips for anyone, you know, in getting through the holidays, where, you know, coming off of Thanksgiving, where, you know, everyone was eating, even though, you know, prices have soared and it's crazy. And, you know, I think everyone's still paying, you know, for the turkey and the pies and everything else. 
But, you know, through Christmas and Hanukkah and all the holidays and going into the new year, what, what are the, what are the tips to keep people working out or getting into an exercise regime right before the holidays or in January when people do think that they're going to start and that's their new year's resolution to keep it going. So that way they don't stop. And they, they now, you know, emerge in the spring as a new person. So the first thing I tell people is let's be realistic in picking something that you can stay consistent with. So whether that is 10 to 20 minutes per day of exercise, or if you already have an exercise program, how can you increase the time just a little bit? But consistency is the first piece. So being honest with where your starting point is, and then setting those reminders every single day, writing down what you're going to do, scheduling it, for a time so that you actually complete it. And so that's always where I recommend everybody beginning with. And then there's so many fabulous forms of exercise out there, picking something that you will actually do and continue to do. That's the next piece. So whether it's strength training, whether it's flexibility, whether it's boxing, whether it's spinning, whether it's Pilates, whatever it is, just start with something and keep doing it. And then if you are struggling with a specific issue, that's where you want to dive a little bit deeper and get some specific help from somebody that knows exactly how to address that. But it should be fun, right? Like I box because, you know, it's it's fun. It feels <laughs> it gets aggression. I do Pilates because I really enjoy it and it makes my body move and the weight training. I mean, it should be, shouldn't just be, oh, I have to do this. It should be something that's fun, right? That you put on your schedule because you you're blocking it out to enjoy it. Yes. Well, it absolutely be something that you want to continue with. So I definitely would not recommend choosing something that you absolutely hate. (laughs) Now, that being said, usually what we hate in terms of exercise is really what we need. But if you're just starting, you start with something that's going to keep you going. And then you gradually try to explore, huh, why do I hate that? Is it because That's where my weakest muscle groups are. And who really wants to always work on the muscle groups that are not as strong as the other ones, but that's where you're going to see the biggest bang for the buck. So, yeah, that is true. Yeah. I I hated doing pushups for a very long time. I finally have have fixed my relationship with (laughs) pushups. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's so true. Like I think having, every day or every week as I'm planning out my schedule, you know, on Sundays and I'm putting in there my workouts and I have always tried to work out at the same time, pre-COVID, during COVID, you know, and now, even though my models have shifted so much, my work models, but I've always tried to work out pretty consistently at the same exact time because it's just one of those things. And if I miss a workout at that time of day, I feel like I missed something, right? Because it's like, it's so ingrained in me to have that on my schedule. And then if I do it at a different time, it feels weird. But, you know, I think, I think the longer you're doing it and the more you have it 
on your schedule to throw that in, whether it's at six o'clock in the morning or six o'clock at night, or, you know, for you're in the middle of a zoom day and it's okay. Every day at lunchtime, I know I'm off zooms. I can go work out at that time to have it in your schedule, I think is really probably the first key to getting people used to it because just like anything else, right. If you put it on your schedule, then you're more likely. So I think the reminders are great. And also being honest to, you know, you can't just say on January 1st, I'm going to start working out two hours a day. <laughs> you know, it seems like from zero, I'm going to go from zero to two hours a day. That sounds like it's going to last about a half hour. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So finding that realistic starting point is huge. And then also remembering it's important to exercise every single day. Yes. But if you're starting at ground zero, then what is also helpful is to do things throughout the day. And even if you are exercising, the more movement you can get in throughout the day, that's going to help those muscles all that strength and flexibility that you've worked on in your workout, it's going to help it stick more because now you're using those muscles in a different way throughout the day. So that's awesome. Scheduling and being realistic with your starting point to huge pieces. Yep. I love it. Well, that's fabulous. And so Amory, thank you so much for being on today. And like I said at the beginning of this, even though this is normally a political podcast, you know, there are times that we need to realize that we're all the same and working out is a great equalizer and it is a way to, to meet other people and to unwind and to just be at peace with yourself and and find a moment to de-stress without hunking at people and yelling at people and, and getting getting crazed with the ridiculousness, especially again around the holidays when it seems like everyone's stress levels are high. So thank you for being here today on Political Contessa, and I will check back with you again soon. Thanks so much for listening to Political Contessa. For all the ways to listen and to get the inside scoop on what's happening in center-right politics for women like us, head over to politicalcontessa.com. 